everyone, and hello and welcome everyone to the Comic Multiverse Where the Worlds of Nerd Meet. A very different kind of episode for you everyone, episode 110. Matt's not here, we're in the post-San Diego Comic-Con slump. Not a lot of news to cover, but that's not a bad thing because it's in situations like this. I love to kind of, you know, branch out, see what else is going on there on YouTube and kind of, you know, use my Z-list internet celebrity to kind of get people whose channels and content I like and enjoy to come guest on the show and that's... That's what I'm doing today, everyone. I have a very special guest here in the Comic Multiverse offices. And by offices, I mean my office. There is no real office here, I wish. Maybe one day. But it's DJ Accident Report, everyone, from the channel Nobody's Watching Wrestling. Maybe you haven't heard of them, but you should, because they're great. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, pleasure, pleasure. It was really nice to have you. I, I know for a lot of fans out here, and I was talking to Accident Report before we started, I know sometimes when we start talking about wrestling on the comic multiverse, a lot of you tune out. I, I get it. I understand. I promise there will be comic book stuff later on in the episode. But hey, you know what? Maybe stick around for this part too, because you'll find a cool channel that you hadn't heard of before, and you know, some content that you might like. Because what I really like about what DJ Accident Report and the Nobodies do is that they have a very, very different approach to tackling wrestling content on the internet. I think that's something you guys do the best. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> we get that a lot of like, oh, you guys have such a different perspective. And it's it's such a funny comment to me every time because mm. it's like the only perspective I know is just <laughs> like, this is how I've always watched this kind of stuff, like with this attitude. So now I guess it's weird to confront people who watch it differently. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess for those who have never seen it before, what is Nobody's Watching Wrestling? What's, what's your elevator <laughs> pitch? Um... <laughs> I jokingly wrote on Twitter yesterday that it's basically like Stadler and Waldorf, uh, except in drag, <laughs> reviewing pro wrestling. Uh, I am not a drag queen, but I review pro wrestling with my drag sisters, Arielle Italic and the Lady Barricade Andrews. Um, it tends to have, our shows tend to have a focus on uh, costuming, but we also talk about actual wrestling um, and normally veer off into some kind of non-sequitur surrealist nightmare humor mm -hmm. that references like mortality and David Lynch. Mm -hmm. Yep, sounds about right. It's definitely what attracted me to the show. I uh, I found it quite interestingly. It was uh, Takahata101, one of the uh, Team Four Star guys. He retweeted your very first episode and was just raving about how great it was. And from his recommendation, I checked it out, and I've been I've been hooked ever since. How how long have you been at the YouTube thing? We just did we just did our second backlash. So it's it's uh, that was our one year anniversary of doing the show. Oh. Um, it has been. A fucking insane year. <laughs> oh, I didn't even ask if I could curse on this. Oh, you can um, you can swear as much as you want on this show. Great. Um, yeah, so it's been a really weird year because um, we, me and Ariel and Berica as the Nobodies have been doing shows in New York for a total of three years. And like New York's got a lot of really fierce nightlife competition mm. and we're all like a really loving community, but like if you have like a Friday night show or even a Monday night or Tuesday night show, like there's 10 other drag shows at the same time mm -hmm. at any given night of the week. So we were, we were, we had really small audiences, maybe three or four people on a Monday night when we were doing these kind of weirdo surrealist shows. And there, along the way, our friend uh, Jordan Olds, also known as Guarsenio Hall from the comedy <laughs> show Two Minutes to Late Night, um, which you should also check out, he kind of was coming to our shows and was like, can I just film you guys talking about pro wrestling? Because 
that was something we all kind of had in common and liked as a bit of a side joke thing. Right. And we never thought it would be anything. We kind of thought Jordan would show up with an iPhone at his house and we'd put <laughs> it on the YouTube channel and like a few people would laugh and he showed up with a whole film crew. We put up the first kind of well-edited episode and like it immediately within one day got like 30,000 views. And now it's kind of our lives, and I, yeah. I don't know how this happened, and none of us planned this, and it was never something we ever thought would work or anyone would be interested in, but here we are. Yeah, that, uh, that actually answers another question I was going to have, and that is who handles the tech side of your operation? Because I got to say, what really impressed me about the show is like, man, this is well shot and well edited content. I've been at the YouTube game for like five years, give or take, and I only think I've gotten good recently. I think most of my work sucks, but you guys came out of the gate swinging. Yeah, we I, we have to give a lot of credit to Jordan for that. Um, he he is just he has a real vision for what our show was going to be, and has really helped us with a lot of it. Um, we, it's it's a lot of DIY though. Like honestly, it's really just like a crew of the these like very sweet straight boys who all work in the <laughs> film industry, and they're all these like tough tatted punk dudes and they they just know what they're doing i wish i had a crew of tough tatted punk dudes <laughs> to help me out with this show i keep saying i need an intern i've been at this for so long yeah 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 i feel that we're we want to get a nobody's intern but like what poor gay 20 year old like wants to work on a show about wrestling yeah. i don't know there's there's a college by where I live. I've often said I should go and grab an intern and be like, yeah, it's a media studies program. I will show you how to succeed at YouTube. The moral right. of the story is no one knows how to succeed at right. YouTube. It's a crapshoot. Yeah, it's pretty random. Unless you're like a generically attractive white boy who can mm. like make kissy faces at teen girls, I guess. And then you're then you're set for life. And then you <laughs> yeah. get then you get to freaking date the girl from Agents of Shield, which pisses me off. Oh wait, which girl? What? Uh, Chloe Bennett dates that Logan Paul guy. Oh, Chloe. I know. You could do better. Doesn't that just hurt you? And apparently they've been oh. dating for a while, too. And I'm like, oh, oh. She is very pretty, though. She really is. And just genuinely seems like a cool person. Well, not if she's dating that loser. I know, right? That changes everything. I'm like, well, maybe this season should be your last season. <laughs> <laughs> I gave up on that show, like, three seasons in when it was like, it seemed like every episode was like, what shadow organization is behind this shadow uh, organization? And I was like, I don't even care anymore. That, that show has such a weird trajectory because literally every season, about around season three and on there, is completely different in tone and genre. They did a whole time travel season. They did oh, a whole, I didn't get that far. Oh, they did. They did a whole time travel season. They did a whole season in virtual reality. They oh went God. to the far-flung future. Yeah, they, they did some shit later on in that show. Ghost Rider showed up, but like the new Hispanic Ghost Rider no, showed up. No, really? Yes, they went to some places there. I, I found it pretty insufferable by the end of season two. It was it was rough to keep up there for a bit, but it's one of those shows I can say I'm glad I actually stuck with it. Huh, interesting. All right, maybe I'll give it another try, but probably not. I have it's, better things to do. It, here's the thing. It's very bingeable, and it's also one of those shows where you can have it on in the background, and you right. don't have to be paying 100% attention. Yeah, I do need more of those in my life. I've lately been watching a lot of Iron Chef Japan for that mm. reason, where I'm like working on freelance stuff at home, and then I just put it on in the background. <laughs> mm, solid, solid. Yeah, I have, I have a whole rotation of shows like that. Uh, I guess to bring the conversation back to wrestling. Uh, oh, sure. Uh, no, no, no problem. I mean, again, this show, this show has no format. We can go wherever it is. I didn't even write questions. I'm just testing myself. Here. Great, perfect. Uh, I was gonna say, what uh, what are you liking in the world of wrestling right now? What's like uh, really catching your eye? 
Um, so uh, that's a good question. Um, I am not keeping up with the G1. Mm. I did it last year, and I just, like, I think I'm just busier with work stuff this it's year. Rough. That, like, it's I, rough to keep up with. It's so good, too, which is unfortunate that I just, like, like I don't have the subscription, and, like, searching for the torrents of it is a little bit difficult, so I'm not yeah. keeping up with that, although I wish I was. Uh, I have given up on Raw and SmackDown completely. They're but really I do rough watch, right now. Yeah, real garbage, real trash. Um, I am very deeply invested in Lucha Underground. Mm. Um I am so sad that show doesn't get more love. I think they have one of the best rosters of, of any of it. I like how theatrical it is. And I'm also just, like, obsessed with uh, this new wrestler that they introduced. Uh, the wrestler is Sonny Kiss, but the character on Lucha Underground is named Exolicious. That's right. Um, yes, I saw that. Yeah, Lucha Underground is great because it marries the soap operatics of wrestling really well with the actual sports entertainment stuff. Totally, and it, it has, like, the whole comic book fantasy oh, feel God, where yeah. there's, like, still, like, a looming apocalypse in the background of this wrestling league. I just love it. And characters are immortal, and characters come back from the dead, and people totally. get eye patches. Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, and then I watch NXT, like, religiously. Mm. I'm such a I'm such a huge NXT fan. It's the best one. And I watch one. a little bit of the 205, and, you know, whenever they do those, like, network-exclusive specials, like mm. the UK stuff, I really like. Um, I think, like, Pete Dunne is probably one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. Super solid. And young, too, which ticks me off. He's actually younger than me. Yeah, he's, I mean, a lot of these little, I mean, Velveteen's 22, uh, Tyler's 21. Like, a lot of these, I think Leo Rush is 23. I could barely know. do anything at 22, and these guys are top of their field? How the hell did that happen? I know, weirdly, it's kind of the same thing in drag right now, where, like, a lot of the big drag stars that are getting bigger are these, like, 22-year-olds that are just, like, kind of these weird prodigies. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm turning 30 in, like, a <laughs> week, and, like, uh, I can't drink more any more than two no. drinks anymore, so... Uh, good for you guys, I guess. Did uh, uh, Again, to, to pitch you a wrestling thing, I know your plate is full, but this one is very easily digestible, and I'm giving it a shout-out because my friend is in it. Have you seen that thing Amazon is doing, Dojo Pro? No, I haven't heard of this. Basically, Amazon's like, hey, wrestling's hot again. We would like a piece of this pie, please. Let's commission 12 episodes of a tournament series where we'll basically grab a bunch of really cool indie guys and then either sell it to you in a lump sum or charge you a buck ninety nine for the matches you want. Oh, that sounds really cool. It is. The very first episode has a uh, Kevin Clue versus friend of the show Carrie Awful, and Carrie has a great gimmick. Uh, he's part of a tag team called the Carnies, and he is the dog faced boy or dog faced gremlin. Oh my god! Yeah, he comes out with like a mankind mask and like a, a desert scarf. He's got a really cool costume design. You would dig him. Um, that sounds amazing. Are there any women in it? Uh, no, it's all dudes this season, but I get the feeling if they come back for a series two, they'll probably include some women. Cool, cool, cool. I'm, I'm, I obviously like men's wrestling, but I do care way more about women's wrestling. It's an amazing time for it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I just, I mean, I don't know if it's mostly like the fashion and the, and the looks of it, but I, there's just something really, uh, heartening about women's wrestling right now that I, I just I can't get enough of. And so many strong characters too, again to bring it back to NXT, Shayna Baszler being an amazing villain an amazing bully. She's doing really great, huh? Yeah I, I think a lot of people had doubts about her but I really think her she really has a great sense of her character she's got the look down um, I just really, I'm a big fan of hers 
I was, um, and I like, I enjoy booing her. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the perfect kind of heel where like you have fun hating them instead of like you just hate them. Yeah, it's so funny too when you learn about these people in their real life. You know what she apparently studied to do? No, what? She went to school. She studied sociology. She was going to be like either a social worker or a cult deprogrammer. Oh my god! I know she would be a scary culty programmer. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever, yeah, I, I renounce Zenu, whatever. Yeah, sure, fine. <laughs> Just don't break my arm, ma'am. Yeah, I think my favorite right now in NXT is Bianca Belair. Mm, she's really. She reminds cool. me of all the like the Brooklyn drag queens that I used to DJ parties for, and they would show up to the club at like four in the morning, <laughs> ready to vogue the house down, and I'm like, yes, here I am, ready for you. Uses her hair as a weapon, too. No one else is doing that. <laughs> um, I think some drag queens have done it before her, but uh, <laughs> she's she's making it work in a different arena. It's great, too, because it's like, you know, well, is it a foreign object? Is she technically cheating? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I love the, the confused looks on the ref's face every single time she does it. Like, I don't know if I should disqualify her right now. <laughs> Again, she's, she's finding a workaround for the rules, and I think that's wonderful. She's also just really good. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it would be one thing rope, if it yeah. was just all a gimmick, but she's actually really good, and, like, her promos are amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's also nice. Uh, Lacey Evans, there's another one. I kind of like her, like, retro pinup thing she's doing. Yeah, I, like, wanted to dislike her because of, like, the strong anti-militaristic uh, streak in me. Agreed. But, like, she's just really fucking good. And she takes adorable Instagram pictures with her daughter in Paris. I've seen those, yeah. And, and um... I think that giving her that uh, the woman's right as her finisher is mm. so fucking clever. She's she's so good. I'm almost like, geez, you know, Kyrie saying you were this big acquisition. You you better step up your game right now. Yeah, I I'm rooting for Kyrie. Me too. Um, I like her a lot. She kind of like I always me and my friends always joke that she feels like. Uh, a guest character from a different video game in NXT. She really does. Like, she sort of just doesn't match the aesthetic of that show at all. No, she really doesn't. And it's almost like, you know, they they were afraid to pull the trigger on her so shortly after Asuka, where it's like, okay, well, maybe make her wait in the wings a little bit and now bring her out. I don't know. They did that with a lot of the Mae Young Classic girls, though, where they, like, kind of sat on them for a little. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really interesting time, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, one of my absolute favorite segments from the shows, uh, Nobody's Watching Wrestling, is when you all sit together and you critique all the different ring gear and all the different <laughs> looks of all the different wrestlers, past and present. I think you've done it for just about every company now, haven't you? Um, we haven't done Chikara. That's on the list. Um, we've done... I don't think we've done Progress yet, either. Um, we'll get there. We're working on it. We're making our way through. And the best part is there's always new people, so you can always double back and do volume yeah. twos. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be fun, because this is a comic book podcast, if we looked at some of what's going on in superhero costuming right now and kind of got totally. your feedback on it. This, th- this I will tell you as a comic fan and who's someone who this is their business, this is a really interesting time for comic books because both Marvel and DC are kind of doing now what they've always done in every five day years and that is everything old is new again and like right. they were trying crazy things and new costumes and new directions and now both companies are like eh, reel it back in a little bit yeah yeah i i think it's also like an interesting time i i'm i used to keep up with comics way more than i do and it's it's an expensive hobby as i'm Hell sure yeah, you know is. oh it's a massive uh, expense 
Yeah, and I and you know you you gotta stay on top of all a lot of developments, and I kind of fell off because I I don't find the movies very interesting either. Mm. However, I do I have noticed that like a lot of these young gay and female artists that these companies are hiring have oh, yeah. a really great sense of fashion. So the designs of a lot of the costumings uh, in both DC and Marvel have just gotten really really good. Oh yeah, you uh, it, the fact the thing that even w- got me in the first place to want you to guest on the show, you know, outside just me being a fan of the show and wanting to talk to you, uh, was you were talking about the uh, now old Batgirl costume, which she had rocked for a couple years uh, post the Batar one. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. Uh, she doesn't have that one anymore. She got a new one. Oh, what's her new one? We're gonna look at it here. Oh, great. Okay, <laughs> it's here in this one. In fact, I've kind of put together like a little like a little taster plate. As cool. Anthony Bourdain would play, where we can actually track kind of the evolution that some of these characters went through. And uh, again, if you look at this first one right here, I, uh, I I don't know if you have the file open or if I, I do. I do. Okay, cool. This first one, this is what Catwoman is wearing right now, and this is yeah. this is brand new. This is right after her fake out wedding to Batman that happened just a couple months ago. She didn't she didn't keep the ring, but she got a new costume. I love it. Um, it's got, like, the perfect elements of, um, the Tim Burton, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer costume. Mm. It doesn't have the, the stitching, but it's kind of got the BDSM vibe. Uh, it looks like a latex, which I think is great. Nods to the old 90s characters with 90s retro coming back in. I think this is excellent. I wish she was in a heel, but that, uh, I understand is not practical for crime fighting or robbery. It's, it's funny, you know, they gave her a little skin, but they gave it in the pit area to where I'm like, yeah, I guess that would allow for better movement and also if you're an armpit fetishist. Right, but it also, it's like that's how fetish gear works, right? Because mm. you need to have movement over your arms. I think it makes sense. Yeah. The, uh, the, the lady who designed this, Jolie Jones, she's the artist and she's also the writer of the new Catwoman book. Oh, wow, started. good for her. Yeah, we're seeing a, we're seeing a big explosion now of writer-artists, too. I love these little, um, like, Lady Gaga half-gloves with claws on her, too. Uh, you should check out the wedding dress, too. I didn't get this in here, but they made a big deal about Selena Kyle's wedding dress for the wedding that spoilers didn't happen. <laughs> I'm Googling it right now. It's, 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 it's pretty interesting. Again, they made a whole big deal about it where it's like, oh, this is the wedding dress all the comic nerds are going to be wearing. Oh, I see it. You know, it's fine. It yeah. looks like a little... Uh, Oh, I like the little cat ears on the veil. That's cute. Mm. You know, it's it's uh, it looks like uh, who does uh, Vera Wang does black wedding dresses right now, right? Mm. Someone like that. I don't know. She stole it, of course. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Because why wouldn't she? All right, let's uh, let's move on to the next one here. This is this is Captain America, but this is the Nick Spencer run Captain America. When again, when they were trying to reinvent everything. Yeah, not a fan here. Um, I'm not a huge Captain America fan in general. Um, I It looks like this is drawing a little bit too much from like the cinematic universe aesthetic, which mm. I find to be tedious and uh, banal. Hmm. So uh, I see why it would be functional as a superhero, um, but it's just not very interesting. There's kind of no real clever design elements to it. The utility belt... Uh, it just looks a little like Burning Man almost. I don't know. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, we eventually found out this guy who we followed for like two years wasn't even Steve Rogers. He was actually an evil double. <laughs> sure, obviously. Why not? It, this was part of a story called Secret Empire 
that Spencer wrote, which is terrifying to go back and read now because it was about an evil Captain America slipping into the place of the good Captain America and slowly but surely turning America more fascist over time. Well, that seems political, I guess. <laughs> oh, it was super political. Here's the thing. Evil Captain America got sworn in as the new head of S.H.I.E.L.D. like a couple days after the newest president got sworn in. Oh, and he's like fascist Captain America. Yes. Right. In okay. fact, hey, if we move along a little bit, uh, we got, what is it, another look of the costume, which again, you talked about. But the third one, you actually get to see fascist Hydra Captain America okay. in yeah. his military regalia. You know, this is like a really smart design choice. Uh, obviously, green is not my favorite color. <laughs> I feel like Mr. Michelle Visage when I say that, but it's got the kind of Hugo Boss elements of like mm. actual Nazi uniforms. Which, as, we, as we know, Hugo Boss, who they were making uniforms for. Right, exactly. So I think it gets the idea right. Um, the color palette is is disgusting but maybe purposefully so <laughs> it's hydra they always have disgusting colors is that is green hydra's color i thought it was they were doing a black and red in in the movies they are but in the comics when they were just you know like again to borrow a wrestling term jobber villains it was always green and yellow oh okay interesting they, they made it red in the movies to be more in line with red skull got it now, a funny thing about this, too, him actually choosing to put on this uniform was a big part of that story, because before he was just parading around in the Captain America suit with his whole deluded, like, oh, sure, you hate me now for what I'm doing and taking over America, but soon, soon you'll thank me for it. And then they're like, nah, you're the villain now. So he put down the Stars and Stripes, and he's like, fine, if I'm going to be a villain, I'm just going to wear this now. Who's his enemy right now? Part, uh, he's back to normal now. Oh, okay. They, well, who was his enemy during this? arc the, the entire uh superhero community he for two years planned to take over the united states and we saw in intricate detail how he did it uh-huh all right well sure i guess yeah. that did happen in real life it did right and that's the thing too so many comic fans rejected that they're like i don't like this and i'm like why because it's hitting so close to home right now you know, I really liked that. I, I, Again, I didn't see the movie because I, I don't like the movies, but I did like the original Civil War run because they, it was very political during oh, yeah. like the Bush era. And I, and I remember, similarly, there was a lot of fans being like, keep politics out of my comics, and I'm like, go I, fuck yourself. I hear that so much, and that's absolutely what I said. And it's very clear that Nick Spencer was going for a modern-day Civil War. It's just, you know... Twitter's a thing now, so people yelled way more about it, and they right. got him back to being normal. But hey, on the upside, uh, a black man is writing uh, Captain America now. Oh, really? Oh, I think I knew that. It's someone, who is it? Uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates, the writer yes. from The Atlantic. Yeah, yeah, he's great. He's amazing. His, his run's pretty solid. He was doing great things with Black Panther, and now he's writing Cap. His, his run's only an issue in right now. Oh, okay. I, maybe I'll go pick that up. Except it's, it's I just, a, like, don't care about Captain America. It's, it's a wonderful fresh start, and it's also picking up, like, from the ashes of this, where, like, Captain America's gotta go around and, like, basically be on apology tour for America. Hey, sorry that guy with my face took everything over, guys. <laughs> makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. Now, super. Now from Captain America, we head on over to the next one, which is Superman. Uh -huh. And Superman, over the last five years, has gone through a ton of of like really minor reinventions to eventually come to where he is now to looking like he always has. This uh, this was him at the beginning of the DC Rebirth era where they nixed the red boots, got rid of the red underwear, but gave him a red belt. I kind of like it. A lot of people did. Yeah, I like the, the black and blue contrast is nice. The subtle detail on the boot is nice. The belt is nice. I think it's pretty good. Um, the, the cape looks like a, a kind of a 
leather plastic material, which I think is a cool twist. In this shot, it does. I think this is more of like a proof of concept. In the in the next one here, we get more of like, you know, an iconic look at it. Oh, okay. So there it is. It's just a cape. Got it. Okay, yeah. well, whatever. It still looks fine to me. Now this, I'm fine with this. Now, this one here was a further evolution they did like, uh, like a year and a half later. The red boots are back. He's got a yellow uh, little belt buckle thing going on now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, this is fine, too. I mean, it's Superman. You can't fuck with it too much. No, you really can't. And as it stands right now, he, he just has the trunks again now. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. So it was, it was just kind of like a long, big circle to like, and I'm wearing what I always wear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I think if, if someone showed me this image and asked me to critique it, I don't even think I would have noticed the, the change in the trunks. So I guess I guess it really just, uh, it, it looks pretty classic to me. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a good run and a good time. It's funny, Superman and Batman are kind of in an were in an arms race to okay, who's gonna put the trunks back on first? Superman did it first. Batman will be putting them back on in a couple months. Ah, well there you go. They've already shown the artwork where it's like, and the trunks are back. <laughs> now from here we have the female Wolverine X twenty three. Ah, one of my favorite characters in like mm -hmm. all of comic books. Um, I love this. Um, I do prefer goth x23 in kind of just like a shredded tank and black jeans um i loved the x23 in that 90s uh x-men high school series oh x-men evolution was my favorite that's where she came from she wasn't created in the comic she was created in that show yeah and um i just i love that character i love that those kinds of like uh i loved like goth rogue in that too mm. they, they gave a few characters and goth um scarlet uh scarlet, scarlet witch. witch yeah they, they all they really knew how to like dress those characters to hit on like a kind of cultural moment. Um, and then I remember they put X-23 as a playable character in Marvel vs. Capcom yep. 3, and I liked her outfit in that. But I like this a lot, too. I mean, I like that she was the new... I, I picked up the first issue of her as the, Wolver the new Wolverine, yeah. and I meant to keep up with it and just fell off. Um, well, 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 let but me I like this. Let me tell you this. It was an excellent run under Tom Taylor, and if you like shredded tank top jeans, uh, she's back wearing that now. Oh, great. Wonderful. So she comes back. In fact, I'm surprised I didn't get a picture of that in because, like, issue two came out not too long ago, so it's still very early in the run. Yeah, I'm I'm so curious because I didn't, again, don't watch any of the movies, um, and I, I, I heard she was in that Logan movie as a character, but they yes. got rid of her whole storyline that she's a sex worker, which is, like, part of the most interesting part of her yeah. character. Well, that little girl he's riding around with all, like, Lone Wolf and Cub, Last of Us. Yeah, that's that's Laura. That's X-23. Right. But, like, she's not a sex worker or no. brainwashed or anything. No, Yeah, no, not no. interested. No thanks. Yeah, they, they, they didn't do that part there. Uh, now, again, she actually, it's funny, she was only Wolverine for what seems like a short amount of time. It was three years. That's fairly long in comics. But she went through quite a few costume reinventions. She had this one, which is the classic yellow and blue, which I think it looks better on her than it looks on Logan, actually. Then right. she had this kind of white and black, like, Weapon X Force. Oh, I love this. Yeah, she rocked this one for a little bit. Uh-huh, I just love this. I think it's wonderful. Um, yep, nothing bad to say about it. Yeah, a lot, lot more Savage. Again, you know, very X-Force-y. And then the last costume she had before she went back to the standard jeans, this is what she was wearing on X-Men Red, where it's more more solid yellow. Yeah, it's a good throwback to the, the kind of uh, 90s Wolverine look. Mm. Um, I like the exaggerated, like, kind of... Uh, luchador mask almost on yeah her. yeah i think it's cool 
She had a lot of good costumes. It's funny, she basically ran the gambit of all of, like, Logan's costumes in a short yeah. amount of time. Yeah, What? so what's happening with her right now? Uh, basically, they haven't really explained it yet. It's just like, okay, so, like, Wolverine died and actually stayed dead for a very long amount of time. Not because of any real story thing, but because Marvel Comics and Fox the Studio were in a dick-measuring contest. Got it. And they're like, okay, fine then, you know, we're not going to promote characters we don't own, so we're going to we're gonna put the X-Men in the background for a little bit, and we're going to kill Wolverine off and keep him dead. He's coming back now, although she doesn't know that yet, but just out of the blue, she's like, yeah, I'm not going to wear the costume anymore, I'm going to go back to wearing my old stuff. Got it, got it. Is she, like, fighting anyone right now? What's, what's, what's her gig? Yeah, actually, she is. There's a new story forming right now in the X-23 book that's quite interesting. Obviously, Laura is a clone, right. and she's gotten, uh, what is it, embroiled in this whole uh, scheme by a couple of the Stepford Cuckoos, who are clones of Emma Frost. Yep, yep, yep. And there's a couple more clone characters, so basically just all these Marvel clones are getting involved in this one story, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of smart. That's kind of cool. I'm into that. It's also funny, the Spider-Man clone, Ben Riley is back now, so don't be shocked if he shows up in that story. I don't, I, Spider-Man never did it for me, so I don't really know anything about that storyline you're not missing anything with ben yeah. riley people hated him for years and now he's out of the bl uh, out of the blue back well all right <laughs> there you go but yeah so x23 we can both agree damn fine looking costumes for sure now uh this over here uh is dazzler what do you know about dazzler oh she's uh she's like a pop star right yes she is she is yeah. a disco queen invented in the 70s to try and cash in on the disco craze yeah 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 i think that's a fun gimmick um this outfit's a little, uh, like, like, uh, rent-a-center superhero costume. It's a little Captain marvel -y. For a second, I thought it was Captain Marvel. Then I'm yeah, like, oh. Yeah, I, I thought it was, too. But yes, this is what she's rocking right now, and this is kind of them trying to pull it back, because when Bendis was writing the book, he went really hard in the other direction of, like, oh, Disco's dead, no one likes Disco anymore. I'm gonna make her a riot girl. Is this this next picture? Yep. Oh, I love this. She, man, I, I, I'm glad you like it. You would have been so sad how they put it in. Basically, she was captured by Mystique for a bit, uh -huh. was, was feeling down. Then she's like, oh, I'm going to give myself an emotional makeover in the mirror. I love an emotional makeover in a mirror scene. Are you kidding? Oh, it's, but, but again, let me finish. I'm going to do it. I'm going to you know, put this eye makeup on. She does it. Then none of the X-Men talk about it. And they don't even, uh, uh, what is it? Recognize that she's done anything. Oh my, so they just like continue on like nothing had happened. They, again, to borrow a wrestling term, they sandbag this chain. Right, right, right. <laughs> and continue to sandbag it for the rest of Bendis' run. Cause that's kind of what a uh, writer he is. Where it's like, I'm going to change Dazzler's look. I'm going to do this now. He, he starts an idea. He never finishes it. I mean, it's frustrating because it's like, this doesn't even match the character at no. all. Like, I think this is a great look, and if someone showed up to a party in this look, I'd be like, work. But, like, this is just not that character. No, it, it should have been for someone else, because it's a good design. Yeah, it's a great design. It just is, it's someone else. It's not Dazzler. Yeah. But, yeah, so there's Dazzler. I thought you might get a kick out I of I like that. her little turtleneck. That's yeah. a cute <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm watching Orange is the New Black right now, and one of the skinhead characters walks around with a sleeveless uh, turtleneck that she stole. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Yeah looks looks absolutely now next up we have oh okay here's a fun one so uh tony stark died for a little bit he didn't he was in a coma again soap operas got it got it but dr doom took over as iron man and he became the superior iron man and this was his costume oh i hate this really do tell. i think this is garbage um 
It's just like, it's just, I don't know. It just looks like from the movies, like there's no kind of creative design elements to it. Mm. It's just like, here's some armor and like metal. Like I, I don't see anything unique about it. Um, I guess the pairing of it with a big black cape is kind of cool, but like the color palette's not interesting. There's nothing unique about it. It just looks like, you know, like, uh, like you pressed uh, triangle when you were on the character and got an old center square. <laughs> well, uh, how do you feel about the traditional uh, Doctor Doom costume with like the little man skirt and the hood and everything looking like? Let me pull it up. I can't remember it from the top of my he, head. He looks like heavy metal death. Hold on, Doctor Doom. Oh, it's like a little green tunic, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's from a different time. It doesn't work anymore. You can't like dress a character like that anymore. Yeah, he, uh, um, he he kept it for a long time. Yeah, yeah, it's it is what it is. I don't know. It's it looks outdated to me. Mm. All right, fair enough. Uh, I guess moving on there to the Super Sons, which is Robin, Damian Wayne, and John Kent, the Superboy. <laughs> I don't know anything about Superboy, but I do love Damian Wayne as a character. Mm. Um, me too. I have been eyeing a pair of the Damian Wayne Forest Green with red lace Doc Martens for a long time. <laughs> Um, I don't love this iteration of Damien. It's a little busy. It's got a lot of elements on it. They made him much bulkier. He was always much more ninja-like. Yeah. Um, the color palette's cool because it, like, is a little Robin-ish, but it mixes the black and yellow of Batman. Mm. But this just has way too much going on. Um, it almost just needs to be, like, a onesie and you can get rid of the whole red tunic part of it. Yeah, the, Damien's one of those characters, too, that I don't think any writer or any artist has really drawn him consistently. They all kind of yeah. add their own little thing to it. Yeah, he's had a lot of costume changes. Uh, and he's not a very old character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of them are really great, and some of them are not really great. Um, this Superboy is a mm. fucking mess. This is awful. <laughs> so so um, many people like him. Really? I don't know. Maybe because he dresses like a comic book nerd. Right. Um, like, he looks like he's wearing a hoodie he bought at Comic-Con. It, it literally is a hoodie, is the thing. Yeah, it doesn't look good to me, though. Like, if I were to see a person out wearing that hoodie, I would be like, okay, cool, you go to Comic-Con. Like, now, I don't here's know. the funny thing. Everyone loves the hoodie. They do not sell that hoodie, so DC is leaving so much money on the table right now. Ugh, awful. I do My not enjoy it. It's, it's funny, you know, th this costume is kind of a throwback to a lot of stuff in Superman's history where it's like, well, yeah, when he started uh, in the newer continuity, he just wore a shirt with a Superman symbol and torn jeans and everything. So it's kind of like he's wearing what his father used to wear. <laughs> right. No, I get that part of it, but it just is like, I don't know, could you make the hoodie a little cooler? Yeah, it's just it, like, you know, like when they make the hoodies of superhero costumes to Absolutely. sell to people at Comic-Con. I own several. <laughs> right, like, I don't, that is not a design choice I would make for myself, and it looks like he bought that instead of, like, an actual thing, mm. you know? He, uh, he might be getting a new redesign, actually, because he's, like, getting older. He's, like, actually a character who we're getting to see age in real time because he's only been around for about two years. There's been other Superboys, but this is the newest one. They got to give him the, like, uh, well... Babs is no Babs is DC. They got to give yep. him to Babs to redesign because Babs would give him like a cool little hipster outfit that would she would make look actually cool. This uh, this is Jorge Jimenez who did this one. In fact, I think if you go to his Instagram, he has like several iterations of the Superboy, and like this is what he uh, finally came to. I would bet Jorge is a straight man. Mm, I have no idea actually. I know very <laughs> little about him. 
I would put money on that from this outfit alone. <laughs> well, there you go. Now, next up we have, oh man, his his trailer got a lot of people interested. This is DCU-era Aquaman, the first time they tried to make him more hardcore and make him look a little more like Jason Momoa. I think he looks a little homeless. Uh, yeah, what is the stubble situation? Yeah. Um, also blonde, so that's not going to look like a Samoan person. No, but then again, Aquaman never was. They have this weird thing where it's like, well, we want to make comic Aquaman look like movie Aquaman, but that can't happen. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I would need to see the full outfit because this gets cut off at the waist. This chest plate is a little suspicious. It's, it's I'm not little, sure what's happening here. It's it's a little tryhard. Here's the thing. This, this one lasted such a short amount of time because everyone unanimously agreed we do not like this. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could tell why. It ended very quickly. Now from there, we move to where Aquaman is looking now these days. Basically the same costume he's always had. Maybe some bigger fins and he's grown a beard and grown his hair out. I like this. I don't think this is bad at all. Yeah. It's, it's pretty nice. It's a nice splitting of the difference. He's got, uh, he kind of looks like a blonde Aryan Roman Reigns a little. Oh my god, he does boo! <laughs> um, but this is good. This is fine. No yeah. problems here. The, uh, the, the art on this new Aquaman book has been really, really solid. Who's doing it? Oh god, it's killing me. Who? I'm who... testing you right now. I'm oh sorry. Oh god, he did, uh, he did Green Arrow for a while too. F Fiera, Fiara... No, he might have just done the covers. Someone will correct us in the comments section. This is the best yeah, part about sure. working online. <laughs> now, uh, from Aquaman, we move over to Adam Warlock. I know you don't watch the movies, but this guy's going to be the next big thing in Marvel Cosmic. He's the dude in the cocoon at the end of uh, Guardians 2. I have no idea what that means, but I like this outfit. Yeah, see, I, I enjoy it too. A lot of people don't like it because it doesn't look like his old deal because the thing is Adam Warlock obviously created in a different time. He looked like Space Fabio when he was created. Oh, okay. Um, well, then this is an interesting reinvention of that, huh? Yeah, this is, this is we got to try and tone him down a little bit for 2018. How would he look? And this... This is him when he was just starting, and then if is we look... Is this how he'll look in the movies? Probably. That's probably why they redesigned it to get ahead of it. Because mm. mm. Marvel does that good. now. Yeah, I like it as well. It doesn't kind of have those like those kind of armory elements that they like in the movies as much. It looks like a, a more kind of classical superhero outfit. It also, looks... he's got a skull on his belt, which I think is great. Yes, and he always has. Here's the thing. The, the skull was much more pronounced or used to be when he first started. <laughs> I love that. Um, I love black, yellow, red. Like the Kill Bill color palette mm. is like my favorite color palette. It's really solid. Uh, in later on, because again, that was one artist doing it, then the next one did it where they put his trademark lightning bolt on his chest. Well, now he just looks like Shazam or something. I, that's It's so funny you should say that. That's something they're going to have to deal with in the movie. Right, where... because it's the same universe, right? Part, uh, sh uh, Shazam is DC, this is Marvel. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. no, that's, that's alright. It's an easy mistake to make. Yeah, there, someone's going to send someone a cease and desist at some point. Y you would think so. It's Also, again, you mentioned Shazam. Here's the messed up thing. Shazam used to be called Captain Marvel when he was first created. Right. I did know that, right. Yep. But they uh -huh. lost the rights to it, and then it gets even more confusing because in Britain, Captain Marvel Shazam comics were reprinted as Miracle Man. Oi vey. Yeah, so that's a whole nightmare there. But yeah, that's that's Adam Warlock. Some very interesting stuff going on there. I like his eyeliner. That's a lot of eyeliner, Miss Thing. <laughs> yeah, he, he, I think it's because he used to wear a mask, and they're like, how do we have the same idea but without him wearing a mask? Mm. 
It's also, cute. I think that's cute. It's it's a cool look. Some people yeah. don't like the new Adam Warlock design. They they're more married to the old space Fabio. I want to wait. Can I give me one second? I want to look up. You absolutely can by all means, sir. Space Fabio. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I like this too, though. <laughs> it's it's a really solid design because you couldn't mistake Adam Warlock for anyone else in silhouette, totally. and I think yeah. that's the mark of a good costume. Where I know, yep, that's who that is. Oh, look at this little skull on his uh, brooch. That's great. Mm -hmm. See what I mean about it being more yeah. pronounced? He looks like uh, he looks like a character in Barbarella or something. I oh, yeah, he would that. fit right in there. Yeah, yeah, great. Uh, so from there we move on to, this is what Jean Grey is rocking these days. She's back from the dead for the seventh time. Oh, <laughs> homie, like, stay in that fucking tombstone. Like, you can't keep doing this. Um, X-Men has been a nightmare the last couple of years with the studios, as I mentioned, dick measuring. They wouldn't bring regular Jean Grey back, but they brought a time-traveling version of her to the present. For the comics? Yes. Well, that's what they've been doing with, like, the Iceman stuff, right? Yep. Like, they're uh, doing that with a lot of people. Yeah, part, they were part of the same crew. They were part of the same team. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know anything about the writing. I'm happy they're writing Iceman as gay now. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Because it was always but, there in the margins. People will argue about that, but gay Iceman was always there in the margins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've gone back and read, like, I, I went back and read, like, uh, the old Joss Whedon run of X-Men. Mm. Which is, like, my favorite run of any comic book it's ever. It's really strong. Oh, I, I, like, saw buckets by the end of it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the, I, I think... I don't know if it's a case of, like, people wanting to see what they want to see mm. now in it, or if it's, like, you can kind of read, like, homosexual undertones and a lot of things. Anyway, we're here to talk about Jean Grey. Yeah. Um, you know, I kind of like this. It kind of looks like she belongs in, like, an 80s alien movie or something. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really fit the rest of the aesthetic of X-Men from what I've seen it look like right now, but well, I kind of like it. Uh, she's leading her own team now called X-Men Red, and they all dress more like her. Who else is on the team? Uh, Nightcrawler, Namor, X-23. Oh. And a couple new characters they just invented. Okay. All right. It's a, it's a Hold pretty... Hold on, I'm looking at images. Oh, well, this team doesn't look like a cohesive team at all. No, because it's just like, okay, who who isn't holding up a solo series right now and who don't we need for the main team? Right, right, right. Um, well, sure. I don't have a problem with this look at all. Yeah, and here's the thing, too. It's a little, like, Blade Runner-y almost. Yeah, yeah. The other thing about all these X-Men books is because they got the rights back just recently, Disney and Marvel, they're all going to be retooled again anyway in a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so anything that you love or hate right now, don't worry, because it's going to change. Yeah, I mean, it's Phoenix or Jean Grey or whatever, like, her outfits are so classic that it's it's sort of like Superman, where if you change it too much, it's like, what's even the point? Yeah, always, always iconic, I would agree. Uh, next up, we have, again, to answer your question, this is Batgirl's new costume. Oh, I don't like this at all. <laughs> this is uh, this is Sean Gordon Murphy's work right here. Again, he, you could tell a straight man did this. He he is another uh, writer artist. He uh, he's getting a lot of good press right now for writing a book called uh, Batman White Knight. And no, it's not what you think it is. I thought it was first, <laughs> but it's not. It's it's actually like a whole story. Like, uh, what if Joker started actually taking his meds? got sane and tried to fight like the uh, Batman industrial complex in Gotham and everyone had shades of gray. It's very well done. That sounds really interesting. Um, 
I, I would like to see the character designs of it, because judging from this, they will not be well, very good. Here's the thing. Batgirl had a better design, I feel, in the pages of White Knight, because it was more in line with what she was wearing in Batman the Animated Series. In fact, everyone oh. there was wearing Animated Series stuff. Well, I mean, if that's if you're going for the Bruce Tim look, then like, who could be mad at that? Because those designs are literal perfection. Mm -hmm. It's, it's just so funny to see them change Batgirl, because, again, she had that Babs Tar costume for a long time. That Babs Tar costume, which I see is the next image, is is quite possibly the best reinvention of a character I've ever seen in the history of comics. And it and it stuck. It's funny, you know, I, I tried to give that book the reading a chance, but you know what actually turned me off? It was the weirdest thing. It was written by two Canadians. And Burnside, the new, like, uh, thing in... Brooklyn, new, yeah. Yeah, the new... Th <laughs> okay, it's, it's funny. You say Brooklyn... Again, they're Canadians. I say Bathurst and Blur. I'm like, oh my god, they're just writing Bathurst and Blur. What is that? I don't, I'm so ignorant. It's, I'm it's, ignorant it's like American. the Brooklyn of Canada. Got it. Okay, yeah. No, it, it to me it felt exactly like Brooklyn. It was a, there was kind of like a weird like because like I'm friends with a bunch of cool queer chicks in Brooklyn, and I was mm. like, I feel like I'm reading a comic book about like my cool chick friends. Like, it literally was. Yeah, it, it, it felt really real because they were just like like the first uh, issue is her like hung over because she hooked up with a dude and she like yep. can't remember his name and i'm like oh this is every cool chick i know yeah it, it was kind of funny and kind of jarring it was definitely like you know a, a divide between old and new fans because if you were reading the gail simone run before that they made it very clear that they were writing uh Bar barbara as someone who was much older but then this one came along they're like no nah, no nah, she's in her 20s i'm like well why was she being written like she was like 35 in the other one yeah i mean you know let's just let's be kind to uh young millennials in brooklyn and say us 30 year olds still act like 23 year olds yeah i mean i <laughs> i know i do i i and i'm only 20 to da, da, da years old right 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 <laughs> But yeah, so that's that's the backer one. Man, a friggin' cosplayer's dream come true is this yeah. one. I saw this one at so many cons. I I actually feel like I did not see a lot of people doing the Babstar Batgirl, and it disappointed me. I like Babstar's designs of basically every character she's ever done. I mm. like Babstar's Harley. I like Babstar's uh, Poison Ivy. I just think she's one of the best artists working in the whole business right now. She's very unique. Again, you could she's not. She's got like a really good sense of style. You couldn't mistake her for anyone else, and that's always something to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, now, from there, we have The Signal, which is their, another attempt at doing a Robin, but not doing a Robin in right. the modern age. You know, I don't hate it. I, I don't either. I, I, I kind of like it. Everyone, His name is uh, Duke Thomas, and everyone shits on him because it's just like, oh, he's not my Robin. We know you're trying to make a Robin without making a Robin, just if you give him another name. What? So the signal is his name. Uh huh. Uh -huh the signal uh -huh. is his name. And here's the thing: he was nameless for so long. The signal is a new name they've given him just recently. He was just Duke in a costume. Duke is just like a cool name, though. Oh yeah. John um, Wayne. It's, I I believe he's black. It looks like. Yes, he is. That's cool. Yes, that um, was their what's attempt. his like backstory? Uh, okay. So again, we got a lot of continuity here. Oh, Basi right. Basically, he actually knew Batman when he was a kid because there was a time when Riddler took over the city uh, and basically like you know uh, it was kind of like no man's land where it's like no one could get in or out everything was getting overrun it was like the LA riots 
Uh, Duke was one of these kids actually trying really hard to solve Riddler's riddle because his deal was, hey, if you solve my riddle, I'll let you go. Mm, mm, interesting. And like Bruce kind of respected him being like, oh, wow, this kid's actually smart and actually using his brain and everything. Uh, then later his parents got affected by Joker gas during like right. one of the Joker schemes. So they went nuts, essentially making him an orphan. Got it. And Bruce felt bad about him. He's like, well, Hey man, you know, I've, how would I, I adopt kids all the time. Would you right. like to be adopted? But because he's not like those other kids, he's like, I don't need you weird, rich white man. I, you know what? I am very interested in this character. I think he's really cool. He looks like, uh, he looks like he'd show up. Do you have you ever heard of these ghetto goth parties in New York? No, I can't say I have. There's like these very famous parties called ghetto goth, and like all everyone there wears like the best outfits I've ever seen in my life that are like combinations of like hot topic clothing, mm. athleisure, and like weird gay bondage shit. <laughs> he looks like he would go to ghetto goth, and I would yeah. be like, he looks great. That's what they should name his next series, The Signal <laughs> in Ghetto Goth. <laughs> I think that would be controversial, but I, I would think be it might for be. It. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could tell you, read here if you want to read more about Duke. He got a miniseries, which is like, instead of Batman and Robin, it was Batman and the Signal. Mm-hmm. He was a, he was a pet project of Scott Snyder, a dude who like reinvented Batman a couple years ago, but he just, mm-hmm. he just can't seem to find an audience for whatever reason. Weird. I would think this would stick with people. Yeah. I, I should show you Harper Rowe is what I should have done, because I think that character would have been up your alley. That was their other attempt at, like, hey, let's have a cool punk lesbian Robin this time. Oh, I'm Googling her now, and I love it. Uh, her superhero name was Bluebird, so her costume was very cool. Nightwing-esque. Yeah, yeah. I actually think I like Dukes better. Oh, really? No kidding. Yeah, this is, like, a little, like, it, it, it again, it looks like a straight man designed it. Mm. Um, there's just not a lot of, like, well, she's in a corset. That's... Actually, I, I don't think a straight man invented her. Uh, James Tynan IV, I think he's very openly bisexual, actually. Oh. Fascinating. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking a closer look. I changed my mind. I like this corset. She's wearing a metal corset. I'm not she mad is. at it. Actually, yeah, hey, okay. uh, I'm into it. Y- you might like this, too. The same guy who invented her also invented, uh, what is it, a brand new uh, trans character who is an ally of the Bat family. Oh, cool. Yeah, her name is Dr. Victoria November, and it's so wonderfully subtle how they weave in that she's trans, because she's trying to help out Clayface, and he's like, oh, I'm a monster, but I used to be a man, and her thing's like, yeah, you know, I can relate to, you know, wanting to be something, and, you know, not feeling right, and I'm like, oh, wow, are they saying that she's trans? And by the end of the run, they admitted that she was, I'm like, wow, that was really cool and That's subtle. That's really cool. Yeah. I'm also seeing Harper Rowe in a cute little baseball outfit right now yes. in the Google search. Okay. I like this outfit way better. Oh man, let me let, let, let me tell you, they uh they did a whole run of digital comics called uh, DC Bombshells, where it's all the female characters as awesome retro pinups. Uh, that sounds like everything I've ever wanted. You, you can pick it right up, and the best part is, uh, you don't need to know anything about continuity. You just need to know who the characters are. It does their own thing. Okay, well, I'm Googling some of this, and not everything is is quite as good as, as that one. Oh, this Batwoman baseball outfit is everything, Yes, though. because she is the Batwoman. She's on, like, a, uh, what is it, a League of Their Own Madonna baseball team, and she fights crime at night with her team during World War II with baseball bats. Okay, I'm living. This is excellent. It's pretty solid. Oh, man, wait till you see their version of Amanda Waller, like, uh, what is it, Ari- uh, 
what is it, Amelia Earhart, World War II ace Amanda Waller. That's great. This is great. I'm going to go buy this. It's Oh, it's good. I think it's all collected now. And again, also written by a queer woman. Yeah, that I can tell. <laughs> Marguerite Bennett, who I was actually her first interview ever. Oh, that's, well, congratulations. Yeah, she uh, she wrote a Batman annual about mental health, and it's really solid. You you would love Marguerite Bennett. She uh, walks with a cane at the cons and uh, swears like a sailor. She's wonderful. Well, um, I just feel like I need to be friends with this person. Uh, she is so warm and inviting if you ever see her at a con. Actually, are you, uh, I know the Nobodies went to New York Comic Con last year. Are you going to be there again this year? Yes, we will. We will. Oh. We will certainly be there. We'll be with uh, Black Phoenix Alchemy Lab. So come by and say hi. I I will. I am going to be there, actually. I got my press credentials and everything. Cool. I'm also trying to pay for the flight to New York, which is a pain in the ass from Canada oh God, to New I York. I can't even imagine. It's a nightmare. I might ride Amtrak. I, I rode the bus in 2016. Oh, God. It was 15 <laughs> hours by Buffalo. I was, like, going insane. I'd imagine also, like, they just, like, stall you at customs for, like, 900 years. They didn't, actually. They brushed me right on through. Again, I'm white, so I don't know. Right. But they just yeah, put yeah. me right on through. And I'm like, guys, you don't know how much drugs I could be bringing in. <laughs> Were you, though? I can neither confirm nor deny what I had. <laughs> got it, that. got it. Good answer. You, correct answer. Good job. So from there, we actually go over to my favorite hero, but definitely not my favorite design. This is New 52 era Green Arrow. Oh Well, New 52 just was bad. Like, yeah, it was. Too like, many high collars. Very bad designs of basically everyone. Um, Jim Lee even admits, what the hell was I thinking? Yeah, I don't... I don't know Green Arrow's story at all. Mm. Um, I don't think I've ever read a Green Arrow book, or and I've never watched the show. Mm. Um, I've never been particularly interested in the costume. Um, there was a there was a minute. Was it Green Arrow that had those like super graphic kind of mod looking cover designs? Mm, maybe. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. Anyway, th none of these Green Arrows are really doing it for me. No, these he had a really bad run of costumes. He's better now. There's this new 52 one with the goggles, where it's like when you put goggles on a character. Yeah, yeah, it's Becky Lynch syndrome. We you're don't need goggles. You're admitting you're out of ideas. Then yeah. we had, like, the later New 52 era one. He was actually, like, one of the first to get a costume redesign, where they're like, well, we fucked up, let's try again. This, this one's is, a little moodier. I like it a little better. It, it was good. The artwork, uh, Jeff Lemire and uh, everyone else there. This this was them desperately trying to split the difference between the newly popular TV show and his old costumes. Right, so this is yeah. like, uh, this is survivalist Green Arrow is what I yeah. call him. I mean, weirdly, I know that Green Arrow, like Stephen Amell, has been doing like crossovers in the WWE, but yes, he kind he of, like Green Arrow just looks like a WWE character. He, he really, really does. And then, Which is not a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a creative character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then this last one here was DCU, and this is the most like, what were you thinking, where he's got like these Native American armbands and moccasins, and it's like, dude, you're not even kind of Native American. Yeah, he's like an Aryan. This is bad. His, the his, pants, he, it looks like his pants do not fit him. No, and here's the crazy thing. You probably can't see it from this image, but he actually has a little arrow on his chest, which Green Arrow doesn't really have a logo. This one, they're like, he needs a logo. Weird. Yeah, I see. I see it. Um, that's not good. That's not good at all. No, it wasn't. It, it was a fairly well-written run, though, because Benjamin Percy actually remembered, oh, yeah, Green Arrow is the liberal voice of the comic book world. Let's actually put some more politics in this. I did not know that. Um, yes. Well, 
for a liberal, he's wearing bootcut jeans. So yeah. that's weird. Yeah, yeah, he looks better now, I'll say that much. He's he's repaired a little better. And uh, from Green Arrow, let's look at the fashion disaster that has been his girlfriend, Black Canary, for a couple years. This was her new 52 look as well. Oh, this is awful. Yeah, that whole Birds of Prey series was like, what are you doing? This is just terrible. And, like, Black Canary is another one that, like, has, like, a really graphic, wonderful kind of minimal design mm-hmm. that you don't need to fuck with. And then they, I don't know. This it's is no stop good. Stop drilling, you hit oil. yeah. Not a fan of this at all. They really, uh, uh, they really reinvented her in DCU, which is the next one. They made her a rock star and gave her a trench coat. Yeah, love this. This is everything. Again, this was her getting back to herself. Yeah, exactly. It's it's much truer to the actual character. The bra, the O-ring in the middle of the bra mm. gives it like a little bit of an edgy BDSM thing. The leather jacket with the cape. Is it a duster? What is it? Is oh, it, or I, is it? That might be the curtain in the background. Well, whatever. It looks great. It it looked much better. Actually, I think that leather jacket on the back, she actually had a black canary bird on the back, which she never cool. had before. Wonderful. Yeah, it was an interesting little addition. Uh, Literal, but uh, right. And uh, from there, and we move on to the... She's in a heel. Yes, yes, she is. She absolutely is. I like a girl in a heel. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> going to hurt you when she kicks you in the face with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from there, we move on to the many radical looks of Supergirl, which is yet another character where it's like, we don't know what to do with her. Let's reinvent her costume every couple issues. Yeah, ooh. Well, she has that show. She has a TV show too, right? So they have yeah, to like does. negotiate kind of the comic versus TV show version. Yeah, this this was even before this. This was when they're like, okay, we're out of ideas. Let's make Kara a Red Lantern. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, what if what if she bled from the eyes and was super angry all the time? This is awful. Um, and it doesn't like it's it, it almost like doesn't rework any of the elements of her character, mm-hmm. like her original design into it, like. It's completely unrecognizable as Supergirl, so, like, what is the point of it, I guess? It's very on-brand with the Red Lanterns, very angry and in-your-face. Yeah, but, like, it's like a a onesie with sleeves and a cape and then thigh-high boots. Like, it's just, fashionably, it's wrong, doesn't go with the (laughs) character. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. And this is why I have you on the show. And from there, we actually go to what she's wearing now. So they had a whole big storyline where they destroyed the bottle city of Kandor, basically where her family's from. And she's decided, I'm going to be mean and gritty now, and I'm going to dump my TV show-looking costume. I kind of like these a lot. Yeah, I don't mind them either. I actually think they're very striking. And again, look so much different than Superman, but very much of the Superman family. Yeah, the black, uh, the black one on the left. Yeah is i love this um i just love this the one on the right it's kind of like it looks like a little good girl gone bad like Mm. it's still a little innocent looking because there's no kind of darkness to it it's what they're going for and hey again you say a straight person did this a gay man is definitely writing this series oh i could tell from the design on the left um yeah yeah no uh i love (laughs) i love this Supergirl with a giant oversized battle axe, though. That's great. Yeah, she took that from the new villain Brian Michael Bendis invented, Rogel Czar, and she's like, her whole series is like, oh, I need to find out what really happened to Krypton because we're changing the origin again. And that's why she's beating up the Green Lanterns because it's like, why didn't you help when Krypton exploded? Aren't you supposed to be space cops? Oh, that's kind of a good storyline. They've done it in Elseworlds, but this is the first time they're actually making it canon. Cool, interesting. It's, I'm interested in that. I, I've like, 
I've read a few Supergirl comics, and I, I'm not very attached to that character. She never really stuck with me for any reason. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I couldn't I like with other characters, you can kind of come up with like, okay, they are like sassy or like brave, and like I don't know what her kind of essential personality. Is. It, and that's not just you either. The problem with Supergirl is kind of true with Wonder Woman and Batgirl as well, and that is you know unlike the male characters, a lot of their history and a lot of their personality is not consistent. Right. I mean, Batgirl's, like, at least you know she's plucky, right? Yeah, she's, like, that's she's, kind of, like, she's determined and, you she's know, She's super like, smart and uh, yeah. tech-focused. So yeah, I just don't cool. know anything about Supergirl's personality. And it keeps changing to match the TV show or whatever they're doing at the moment. Yeah. But, again, they're, again maybe, maybe this will be the one that sticks for a little bit, at least. Yeah. All right, then we have a repeat of the Red Lantern costume. Yeah, we can terrible. move past that. Uh, here we have Miles Morales, Spider-Man, and the Amazing Spider going at him. Okay, wait. So left is Miles Morales. Uh, the right. Uh, he's the one in black. right is Miles Morales, and the Amazing Spider Boy is who? Spider Gwen. Oh, Spider Gwen. Yeah. Um, I like both of these designs a lot. They're really uh, solid. The thing about Spider Gwen, she was just supposed to be a variant cover, but she was so popular as a variant cover, they gave her a whole series, and now she's going to be in movies. Is the variant cover? Was this the outfit in it? Yes, yes, it was. It was a whole, like, Gwen Stacy-themed variant to celebrate, like, her uh, golden centennial or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand. I don't, that's like, again, I don't follow Spider-Man, but I, I don't know that character, but I think this is just, like, a very good graphic design. Mm. Basically, what her deal is is Gwen Stacy was Peter Parker's first girlfriend who right. died. But uh -huh. this is her from an alternate universe where she not only lived, but she got bit by the spider instead of Peter. Oh, okay. Cool. And sure, she's in whatever. A punk band. She's the drummer in a punk band. Whatever. Great. Fine. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, called the Mary Janes, actually. <laughs> oh, cute. That's cute. Very. Um, and, and the whole band is made up with, like, women who in the other universe were dating Peter Parker at one point. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's, like, such, like, a male fantasy, though. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Of, like, oh, all of my girlfriends are together in a band now. Like, like dude... Your, girl, your exes don't care that much about you. But Peter is dead in that world, interestingly. Oh, well, yeah. that's complicated. Still, it, that sounds weird. like a male fantasy to me. They uh, Obviously, the name Spider-Gwen, they had to change because she's become so popular now. They want to put her in more movies and TV shows, and they're like, well, Spider-Gwen, that makes sense for comic readers, but not for everyone else. So right. just, just recently, as of this month, she's going to go by Ghost Spider now. Oh, I kind of like that. Yeah, I like it too. Flows. Yeah. Flows off the tongue. Yeah, yeah. Good branding. Mm -hmm. and, and Miles, again, just, you know, black and red, it works. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so good on him. Is that... Uh... Okay, okay, so from there, I think we're, we're nearing the end of this now. We have uh, some Wonder Woman costumes for you. This is this is Wonder Woman when she was the god of war ever so briefly. <sighs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, if you got rid of the star elements... It's not bad. Do you like her stabby wrist gauntlets? Oh, I didn't even notice those. Yeah, look at um, them stabby wrist gauntlets. Wow. I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I do. This was another blissfully short era where they're like, what the fuck were we thinking? She's hard. Wonder Woman is like really hard to design though oh, like yeah. she seems like one of the like much like superman where like the the classic outfit is so classic like there are so few interesting takes on it that like are good 
agreed. Uh, again, and she's basically just back in her regular costume now, as is everybody. Well, that's fine. They experimented and just came back to what always worked, and I think, uh, I think with that, yeah, I think that's all the looks and then some. We even managed to tackle some extra ones, which I'm really yeah, happy totally. about. Yeah, You didn't even give me one Harley Quinn, and she's my favorite character. Oh, well, we can happily talk about Harley Quinn. Uh, what do you think of the new Suicide Squad-inspired uh, look? What is she What is she wearing right now? Who's she, the artist on it right now? Oh, there's a bunch of different ones, because Harley has exploded in popularity right. after Suicide Squad. She has, like, four books going on now. I um I don't I don't know what she's wearing in any of them. Um I mean I love I actually you know that movie was garbage but mm. I think that look the daddy's little monster mm. look I think that's such an amazing redesign of that character. Yeah, your, your local hot topic franchise owner sure as hell loved it. I think they yeah. sold, I think they sold more of those shirts than they did tickets. <laughs> yeah, I mean I certainly have been meaning to buy one but it's overpriced and they haven't gone on sale. Yeah, plus uh, if I go to Hot Topic I'm buying Bullet Club merch. <laughs> oh no, I won't touch that. Um not in this political climate at least. Yeah, uh, I know, right? I agree. It's like but it was cool before. No, 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 no. I I don't like guns. I just like this cool wrestling thing. Right, right. Um, yeah, I I know that. Uh, I mean, the Bruce Tim Harley is is obviously the best mm-hmm. Harley. The uh, Babs Tar Harley is pretty excellent. The um, like discount Halloween video game Harleys are very very bad. Yeah. Even the nursery design, which like I'm partial to a fetish nurse character in basically any medium, but uh, And it worked in Arkham cuz she was just throwing a costume together with what she had, but the fact that it spilled over in the comics, I'm like, but she has access to other stuff though, guys. Right. She's been in some bad outfits. Like the 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 that storyline where she was going after Joker's face. Oh, yeah, 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 Death of the Family, yeah. Yeah, uh, that was awful. That was an ugly story in general. That Suicide Squad tie-in they did is maybe one of the worst comics I've ever covered in my five years of comic YouTube. Yeah. I mean, the thing about Harley is that the original costume had, like, it was sexy, but she was in a bodysuit. And, like, turning her, like, you know, I I love a coochie cutters and a crop top look, (laughs) but, like, there's just something wrong with it. I mean... The hot, the the DC design, the yeah. movie design one works. But they've, they've given her a little more personality back. Her her hair is blonde on top now, like Margot Robbie, and she has a jacket. But because the Harley book is a comedy, they were able to make a joke of it, where it's like, "Hey Harley, here's a new jacket we gave you as a gift," and she's like, "Ooh, how cinematic!" Uh, yeah, I mean, she's just one of my favorite characters. I just love her. Same. And I, I wonder if they ever will go back to the OG design or if they just have too much wrapped up in Margot Robbie in the movies now to do so. Well, there was there was like a... Maybe it was fake, but there was a screenshot of her in the original outfit floating around the internet for a while. I, I think that might have been a backup of something. I think Paul Dini came back and wrote some backups that were like the adventures of Harley in Gotham, and that was when before she changed her costume. No, 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 there was a shot of Margot Robbie, the actress, in the classic outfit. Oh, yeah, there was a blink and you miss it thing where they, like, try and recreate that classic cover uh, where it's, like, almost a little Janet Jackson where the Joker's holding her from behind. Yes, I found the screenshot. Yeah, and they just put her in the classic outfit. And you know what? They should do, like, a whole scene in that. She looks amazing in it. I I would like that. I think think they're a little afraid to, but I would like it. 
But yeah, so I mean, that's uh, that's basically everything we uh, got here for the show. Uh, any parting words? Anything? Oh, you know, what? tell people where they can find you online and tell them uh, where they can find the nobody so they can. Oh yeah, um, I am running the nobody's Insta- Instagram account at the nobody's NYC, so that will have all of the nobody's like live events. Um, you can find our YouTube channel just by like searching for nobody's watching wrestling. You can find us on Facebook at The Nobodies. Um, Yeah, we have a bunch of live events coming up. Our big thing is if you're in New York City, it's not related to comics or wrestling at all, but we put on a super inclusive drag pageant called Mix Nobody every summer. It's like Mm. our favorite event we put on all year. Uh, Talk about insane costumes. It's like some of the craziest fashions I've ever seen in my life have been worn at this pageant that we throw. Uh, so if you're in New York, it will be at Brooklyn Bazaar every Thursday in August uh, after starting on the 9th. Nice. Um, and yeah, check out our wrestling show. Uh, thank you for having me on. This was super fun. Oh, I was like, a pleasure. Uh, have way more, uh, like way, way too much work that I should be doing, and this was a great <laughs> distraction from it. Th- that's all right. I, I love distracting people. Plus, hey, I needed to feel that I got some work done today because the new Orange is the New Black season dropped, and if it wasn't for this, I would just be sitting on my couch watching all of it. <laughs> uh, ironically, I actually have to watch that show for work. Um, so I'll be writing about, I'll be recapping it for Oxygen.com. If nice. You, so keep an eye out for that. Yeah, because you have uh, like several like writing gigs all over the place too on top of YouTube. Totally, yeah. I write for Oxygen, Nylon, Into. I had an article in Rolling Stone recently. Um, so yeah. You're a, you're a real writer, unlike me who just talks into a microphone and pretends I write. Yeah, I, I, I thought I would be... A writer. I don't know how I became this kind of cartoon personality of myself. <laughs> that's that's fine. I thought I'd be a movie critic when I showed up online. Then I just had yeah. a scathing review of that Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern flash forward, and here I am. <laughs> uh, the internet takes us all to strange places we didn't think we wanted to go to. Boy, boy, does it again. I oftentimes think of the road not traveled. I'm like, oh God, what if I was one of those annoying movie critic guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, uh, with my red backdrop and my misleading thumbnails. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, yeah, I guess we can start winding the show down. Again, I want to thank DJ Accident Report for joining me. You were a wonderful guest, sir. I hope everyone in the uh, what is in the comment section enjoyed you. I hope all the fans had a fun time. As always, if you are a patron to the show, you can listen to this first before anyone else. As soon as we're done, in fact, we're recording this on a Friday, so you'll actually get a chance to uh, get to listen to it early for as little as a dollar a month. For everyone else, you can find the show over on SoundCloud a day after it premieres on YouTube, which is usually a Thursday. And, uh, oh, hey, all you Apple people who have been after me forever to try and get the show up on iTunes, we're officially on iTunes. There's a link down in the description. You can find it there now. So go do that. And, uh, yeah, I suppose with that, we'll start winding the show down. Uh, any, uh, any parting words from our guest? Uh, uh, oh, God, I'm on the spot. Uh, <laughs> no, drive- I'm out. Bye. There you go. Drive fast, take chances, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back again next week. Bye-bye.